0: Linux fans, this is episode one of a weekly vidcast slash podcast that we're going to be calling Destination Linux. I'm Rob. And I'm Rocco. So our plan here is to have a series of podcast slash vidcast, and there'll be proper podcast where you can actually uh, download them in your favorite podcast viewer. And so today we're going to have uh, various subjects. Uh, We're going to be discussing the uh, distro challenge. uh, If you've been following Rocco and I on the distro challenge, Uh, we'll also have some updates about uh, recent Linux distributions like Cub Linux, uh, Linux Mint, and uh, a few kernel updates as well. And then we'll get into some viewer comments and maybe uh, have a few twists at the end there, right, Rocco?
1: We may have a twist on the uh, distro challenge slash comments.
0: So do you want to kind of back up on the distro challenge and let's talk about what what where we are with that and what we're doing?
1: Well, if you've been following it, um it was last Friday night that you and I decided to uh do the distro challenge and set it into motion. So it was going to be a two week uh journey, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> two-week journey where you would switch to KDE Neon, Neon, which is Ubuntu-based, and I would switch to an Arch-based distro. And originally, it was going to be Antergos KDE, uh, but you had suggested last week that I try Anterogos Gnome, and I was more than happy to try it because I haven't had Gnome on my system for more than a day, so it was definitely something that I wanted to try. Unfortunately, um, it took me a couple times to get it installed. Uh, I'm going to say after the fourth attempt, it was successful. And that was after I wrote it to a new USB drive, um, unplugged all of my other hard drives on the computer, and uh, then finally tried to do the install again, and it finally went through. So then I came to the GNOME desktop, and I was completely out of place. <laughs> <I had> no-
0: <laughs> Well wow. I've got to, I've got to interject here and just say that when you accepted that challenge my respect level for you jumped up 2 points buddy respect level or something <laughs> <laughs> This guy's an idiot
1: um but anyway uh I like I said I was a KDE user in the Gnome world and lost but and there has been a lot of things that I have liked about Gnome and there have been a lot of things I didn't like about it. So, and some of it, I've been having a lot of issues and I don't know whether they're arch related, gnome related, or I don't even think they're anything to do with Interagos, but,
0: um, they can't be arch related. That's just not, right. you know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course it's not arch is the
1: perfect distribution <laughs> or the perfect base. Um, so, but there's going to be, uh, uh, let's put it this way. I can't wait to get it off my machine like that was so, I too
0: forward. <laughs> so we've decided because of the timing of everything uh, that we're going to cut it down to one week. Now I was running, I say was, because as of last night, since we decided to end our challenge, I was running KDE Neon. And with the exception of the setup process, uh, you know, with PPAs and dealing with the whole uh, Ubuntu-based KDE Neon, it wasn't a bad experience because, first of all, I'm a big fan of KDE, and that was running the latest 5.8 point something. And um, once again, I, I got through that setup process, and I got to tell you, man, I miss the AUR throughout the entire setup process. <laughs> yeah, um, but
1: that's, the, that's the point with, uh, I guess, being an Arch user.
0: The whole setup process is easier with the AUR. Absolutely. But was
1: it that bad after you got it installed?
0: No, it was not. After I got it set up, got it, you know, got everything in place, got everything installed, it's really a good experience. And, um, you know, with KDE Neon, you're starting with a bare, minimal install. So uh, I was able to go in and just put in place exactly what I wanted to put in place. I will say this, though. Now that I've switched back to Antergos there is a noticeable speed difference between KDE Neon and KDE running on Antergos, And I'm going to say that Antergos comes out on top there. It feels faster. I have no test software or anything that I run to prove that um, KDE Neon was slower than, you know, Antergos with KDE, but it's, you know, the feel is certainly there. And I think you experienced something similar to that, didn't you? Are you, well,
1: Thursday night, before we started the Distro Challenge, Thursday night of last week, I installed Anterogos KDE just to check it out. You know, like I like to check out things before I jump in. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I checked it out and it was extremely fast. And I don't know, I didn't really go in, dive deep into the memory usage or the processes or anything like that. So I don't know where it was different compared to Neon but it definitely did have that faster snappier feel to it when you'd open menus when you'd open programs so yeah it was definitely a little bit faster
0: well i have a question for you and oh no well no this is this is it's part of the distro challenge are you glad we did the distro challenge
1: i'm happy we did the distro challenge i um like i said the the best thing about doing this was the aur uh, being able to go in and pick a program out and You know, obviously I had to, I had installed Arch before, uh, but I had to go and re-remember everything about which ones to pick and uh, where to go. I mean, even last week, I didn't know where the tab was for the AUR (laughs) compared to the repository. So I had to re-remember all of this, but um, it's, it's a good refresher. And um, I really do enjoy the uh, AUR. Now, where do we go from here?
0: Well, so, well, that'd be a follow-up question for you. Do you think you're going to stay with an Arch-based distro?
1: I think for now, I'm going to stay with an Arch-based distro. Awesome. Um, awesome. I'm not going to go right back into Ubuntu. I'm going to stick with Arch. But we'll leave the decision or the answer to where I'm going to go
0: till the very end. Not so, that I
1: would tease anything ever, <laughs>
0: but I mean, we'll leave that go for the end. So therein is our little twist, and so we'll kind of move on from there and pick up on that uh, towards the end of the show. Yep. So well, um, so Rob, there's a lot of news out there. So what's in it? So are you talking about Linux news?
1: I'm talking about. Because I Linux hope you're news, talking.
0: Man. Linux news, that's right. Yes, there is lots of Linux news. So uh, recently we've had some Linux kernel news, and uh, so 4.9 was officially released. And according to uh, Linus, it was the largest release ever if you're basing that off of the number of commits. And I think it was what, Rocco, 16,000?
1: 16,000 plus and then 1,100 merge
0: commits. So that's a huge, huge update. I, it boggles the mind when you start thinking about everything that's in place with the Linux kernel. And so while there are a lot of uh, different things that that went into that kernel release, some of them being uh, better display support, um, AMD uh, GPU support, things like that, a lot of the things with the kernel and I, I'm starting to become a kernel nerd just a little bit um, even though I don't fully understand everything that's you know taking place within the kernel. Um, it's fun to kind of just I don't know like I said become a kernel nerd I guess and kind of start studying a little more as to what's going on there. Now there's already also uh, lots of discussion about uh, 4.10. Uh, You know, in the Linux world, we don't sit around. We just move on to the next thing. Moving on. (laughs) So and one of the things that stood out with 4.10 and we'll put the links in the uh, vidcast portion that we'll have on our YouTube channels. And we'll also have the links in the podcast. Uh, But one of the things they mentioned here in 4.10 is make Wi-Fi fast improvements. And so that sounds good to me. (laughs) Hey,
1: anytime Wi-Fi gets faster, that sounds
0: good to me. So we'll have the links here and you can dig in, but um, you know, it seems like every time I turn around, there's news about the kernel and what's going on with the kernel. And that's kind of what has drawn me into it more to say, Hey, I need to understand more about what's going on here. You know, especially if we're running arch based distros because that kernel gets updated or you have the option to update that kernel. And um, that, I think, you know, that's where it, it's good to really understand maybe a little more about what's going on with the kernel um, and lessen the chance of breaking something uh, or, or if you've got a graphics card where something applies, then it's nice to know about that.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I'm not a kernel nerd. Okay. So half (laughs) of this is Greek to me. uh, But I didn't realize before. I mean, I guess I realized, but you don't even think about it because you're so in, you're so into what you're running. So I'm running a, right now unfortunately i'm running a gnome desktop and um but the kernel encompasses so many other things along with raspberry pi and i mean yep. it's just the list goes on and on for everything that it covers it's not just the linux desktop that's and, right and that's what i've been like taking notice of so i'm still a not a uh, kernel nerd i can't read this cuz it's all greek but
0: yeah, you've got ARM stuff in the mix there. Um, yep. you know, printer drivers, the list goes on and on. It really boggles the mind. Um, you know, that that we're not breaking every month with all the stuff that's in the kernel, you know. So
1: No, and the and the work just continues on and on and on. I mean, as soon as the first one comes in like four point out, they're still they're already working on four point ten. Right. So right. It's amazing. So
0: kudos to all of those uh, <laughs> all of those guys working on the kernel. So keep up the great work. Well, we've got a little sad news. Do you have any TAPS music to play in the background?
1: I am fresh out of TAPS music. That's all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) So so, uh, (laughs) it's sad to announce, but Cub Linux has ceased development. Did you hear about that?
1: I did. And uh, I have one time I had tried Cub Linux, but it was one of those times where I was in the middle of trying quite a few at one time. So I didn't stick with one very long and it was just to install it to see what it looked like. It just and it was it was deep into the early stages of development, so it wasn't quite perfected yet. But so I can't say that yeah, I ran Cub Linux, but uh, I it's did try cr- it one time. Chromixium
0: when you first tried it? It was. It was Chromixium at that time. So I tried it when it was it had just switched from Chromixium to Cub. No, I take that back. I had tried it first as Chromixium. And um, while I didn't use it long, it actually was one of the distros that kind of pulled me back into Linux. At the time, I was going through a phase trying out Chrome OS on some of those really cheap Chromebooks that were available. And um, anyway, long story short, I decided Chrome OS was not for me and stumbled upon Cub Linux, which looked, I mean, for all intents purposes, identical to Chrome OS. Right. But where it shined was you had that clean um minimal look of Chrome with the added benefit of all the cool Linux apps. Yep. So it's it's you know it's a shame. I think I think that um uh, it, it had its place, but we're used to that in the Linux world. You know, things come and things go. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> So uh, you and I shared a podcast, the uh, Linux Unplugged podcast.
1: Yes, and it was one awesome podcast. If you listen to one this week, you should listen to that one. And I forget the name of it. What was the name of it? Do you it have was
0: uh, The Best of the Mates or something like that.
1: Yeah, and it was with uh, Ikey Doherty and uh, Martin Wimpress and talking about the uh, collaboration between Solus and Mate. And not just Mate, but Elementary was involved. It was, it was just one awesome podcast to hear. You know, when they got into the technical stuff, some of it was a little over my head. But uh, <laughs> when yeah, they were talking about collaborating and what they're doing. So tell, tell them, what were they doing?
0: Well, they were discussing you know, what they're collaborating on and working on is a new menu called Brisk Menu. And uh you're exactly right. That was one of the best conversations I've heard in a long time. A great podcast. Um, and they started to get a little deep into the programming side, but no one held back on the fact that apparently the cinnamon menu, and that's right, what it the cinnamon menu yeah. that they were discussing is I'm apparent- sorry, the the
1: mate menu in yeah. uh cinnamon. Oh, that's uh, right. Linesmith.
0: That's right, that's right. Apparently from a um from a programming standpoint was a big bag of worms. Uh, <laughs>
1: well apparently uh Linux Mint does a great job at doing uh, a desktop. But unfortunately maybe all of their code in the background isn't as neat as it could be.
0: Right. Right. And uh Ike he didn't hold back, you know. <laughs> he, <laughs> no, he didn't hold back. <laughs> He's he's known not to hold back at all, and uh, but there were a couple of points made. First of all, Ike is working on the Brisk menu, and his goal there is to keep it light, keep it fast, and uh, we'll have some links for that as well where you can get a screenshot. I think we'll probably see the Brisk menu in play within, I'm going to say, a month or so, not only on Ubuntu Mate, but also in Solus. Right. And, well,
1: he re- uh, he wrote it from scratch. Yep. And they're going to add it as an applet to Mate, so you'll be able to, I guess, still have the normal default menu that comes with it, but you'll also be able to add the applet. Now I don't know; he didn't, Martin didn't mention if they were going to make it the default menu or not. Right. So Absolutely. I don't know. I guess you would have both options to do that, but that's well, an exciting feature.
0: Oh, it's it's awesome. And then you know what will happen is eventually uh, one will start to show favor over the other. And yep one will eventually get dropped. Yep. Uh, The other part of the conversation that I thought was interesting um, was where Martin wanted to make sure and push his point that there is collaboration going on in the Linux development world. And so he mentioned, as you said earlier, he called out elementary OS. He said, if you're looking for aesthetics and, you know, you're looking for a beautiful desktop, then you go to elementary Yep. And and so they're working together there, you know, and he went on to mention a couple of other things. So you have Solus, Ubuntu Mate and Elementary OS, you have collaboration there. And and he actually said it as if, "Hey, uh tech writers out there, uh wake up because we are collaborating, so you know, next time you write a story, don't make it out like we're just ignoring one another."
1: Well, I think it's the the news paradigm of the to make it to where everybody's fighting against each other and we're all neck and neck and uh that's what he was trying to get across that it's not that way that yeah there's competition and yeah they make each other better by one doing one better than the other uh but then they all collaborate so that they can all go forward and move it forward and that's that's like i said it's awesome to see
0: and I know that you've seen these remarks in your YouTube channel, and I've certainly seen it in my channel from viewers, and it'll pop up every now and then, and, and it, the comments like this. I wish that all of these different developers would get together and make one awesome Linux distro.
1: Yes, it's all over the place, and and that's okay. It's not like that's a bad question. It just it's a it's a question being asked by someone that really doesn't understand what's going on and the reason that all of these you have all of these forks is because you have a distribution say like ubuntu mate and they're working on certain things they want to go a different they want to go a certain direction well then there may be one or two developers within them or outside of them to say hey this is open source but i need this particular thing in a distribution so i'm going to fork this and take it over here and go this direction and that's what and it just continues on and builds down the road and again you know the differences between Solus and mate and elementary i mean are instant as soon as you see them you know that they're different and you know that hey this this isn't the same as Ubuntu mate and that's a good thing choice is a good thing um, and some people talk about too much choice, but I don't think that you can have too much choice. And we had talked about this this in the last roundtable uh, round discussion, that uh, it's not about choice, it's about the fact that most people are not going to go and try out every distribution out there. And Matt brought this up. I mean, (laughs) okay. My dad is not going to go and try out every distribution out there, but he does benefit from me trying every distribution out there. And uh, then saying, this is the best one for you to use. And he's more than happy to try out distributions. He's just not going to try out every single one of them. And as Matt had said, the, the geek of the, of the, family or location or whatever you want to call it is going to try out the distributions, find out which is the best one. And that's where the good choice comes in because what works for this person isn't going to work for somebody else. So I think choice is a good thing.
0: I'm with you 100% on the choice and being a uh, distro hopper uh, <laughs> for me, it you know, part of it's fun, uh, but also getting to share it. And, and here's the thing. So, you know, you see something a certain way that looks like a good option for you. I see something a certain way that looks like a good option for me. And and the list goes on and on like that with uh, with people out there who are into an operating system for a specific reason uh, or they have a special interest. You know, I mean, that's why we have distributions of Linux that focus on media, for example. Right. Uh, so that's going to fit a certain niche. Um you know, and then there are people like my wife who I've installed Ubuntu Mate on her laptop for her first ever uh, true Linux experience. And she's not once come to me and said, hey, could we try three other distros over the next two weeks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's left for the DHA members. distro that's hopper. Right. And if it's like right. an honorary member, you can send a check payable to uh, <laughs> DHA
0: at. <laughs> That's right. So I'm with you, man. We, The change is good, but yeah. So I think what happens here is, you know, and I said this too in our roundtable discussion, my ultimate goal is to have as many people use Linux as possible. And it's selfish for me saying that, and, and I'll explain why. Because the more people we have, Using Linux, the more attention that gets from key developers, game developers, so on yeah. and so forth, who say, "Hey, wait a minute, we need to put our quality product over here and make this a uh, a uh, a Linux app, a resident." Uh, I'm losing the word there. A um, oh, that it runs on Linux native. You know, it's native. Thank you. I don't know where that word went to, but uh, anyways, <laughs> but yeah. So they're going to say, "Hey." We want to make this a native Linux app. Look at the community in Linux. Look at the growth, and um, and so the more people we have, and so you got to have that choice there to attract those people. Now, yep. at some point, hopefully, sure, uh, the top talent comes together and says, "Hey, where can we make each other better?" Um, you know, and I think that's happening just based on that podcast.
1: Yep, it is happening. So, I and as we talked about Cub Linux. The ones that aren't as popular or the ones that uh don't have the initial help that they need, they're gonna go by the wayside. But again, the the popular ones, the ones that are good enough are gonna stick around.
0: Yep. And you're you're also seeing um things from people who are just out there making their own distro. Um, you know, and I think about Jody James uh with OB Revenge and I go back to the first time I saw tabbed a tabbed interface for the control panel yep. in a Linux distribution came from OB Revenge. And immediately I thought, this is the way every control panel in every Linux distribution should be. Yes.
1: It, you know? it was an awesome looking feature. I can tell you that. Never yeah. got to install it, but it would, from the videos that I watched, it looked awesome.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, I think we beat that one to death, but definitely check out the Linux Unplugged podcast uh, from this past week. And it's, uh, I believe, again, it's titled Dueling Mates or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's the best of mat- the mates.
0: Best of the mates. So that takes us uh, on to uh, typically what we would have would be an app pick of the week. But for this, but for our first podcast here, we ran out of time to get that all in place and so that'll take us over to a distro update and uh, you were telling me something about a website called distro watch or something like that rob it's an obscure website but it's out there to show
1: you what are the most popular distros on the planet right at this moment
0: now this sounds like something i need to check out well look it ha- even look
1: if you go to distrowatch.com you would see a rating system on the right-hand side. It tells you exactly which one is the most popular.
0: Get out of here. Why didn't we think of that? Why didn't we think of that?
1: I have no idea how they come up with this. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know if this is a static page, because uh, I think Mint stays there all the time.
0: (laughs) All right. So everyone who's listening, you know we're kidding. We know exactly what DistroWatch is. Uh, so we're going to go through a list here of a few updates of what's currently released on Distrowatch, and uh, one that I want to mention is Gecko Linux. Um, and I mentioned that because I've done a few videos, and I'm I'm really uh, happy to see Gecko Linux on the scene. Basically, it it takes um, the OpenSUSE uh, distribution and converts it into a much smaller ISO. Instead of the four point seven gig download for OpenSUSE with Gecko Linux, you can condense that down to a about one gig, and it has a live installer. So, um, really, Gecko and it'll open up the ability for more people to try uh, OpenSUSE and experience what's going on there. But there have been some definite changes there. So, uh, we've got the latest, which is based on forty two point two. Uh, or the latest Gecko Linux is based on OpenSUSE 42.2 Leap. And then they've made one uh, really large change, which is uh, the installer is no longer Yast, uh, which is getting a little aged. uh, And they've moved over to uh, Calamares, uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. And um, and good enough. It's good enough. (laughs) (laughs) And then another... big update for that is if you go with the kde desktop uh that has been updated to kde 5.8 point two maybe 5.8 um, yes yep yeah, point two. so definitely check out gecko linux if you've got some interest in an um, open source spin if you will and there's options there for both uh leap and um So you've got leap and then you've got their, their uh, Their rolling release tumbleweed. Yeah. yeah, Rolling release. And then there's another really big update. Some, some kind of minty type distribution. Oh my gosh. It's
1: Linux mint 18.1. And there's (laughs) actually, it's a big update. It's a, Big feature update. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was expecting, you know, you had mentioned the other day about, uh, you know, what they do, update the icon set. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, uh, I mean, this is a huge update. I, I I couldn't believe it. So in the Mate version, they release Cinnamon 18.1 and Mate 18.1. And I won't go over the list of changes for Mate because it's the same as the Cinnamon, with the exception of they updated to one point one six in Mate, which supports the GTK three. So for Cinnamon, uh, they added—well, they didn't add—they rewrote, rewrote, rewrote—is that a word? Rewrote. They rewrote the Cinnamon screensaver, which allows you better than
0: rewritten, (laughs) rewritten.
1: (laughs) It was rewritten. Okay. (laughs) from scratch, and it now supports uh, background slideshows that work. Uh, it shows you the laptop battery power. It allows you to have media controls on the screensaver itself. Uh, it also shows you notifications from the screensaver. Even though it won't show you the full uh, notification for privacy reasons, it shows you the uh, that you have notifications. Um, on the uh, X player, well, the sound player got uh, updates on it. The X-Player has um, a feature now that you can, if you're watching a video and you have dual monitors, you can blank out the second monitor while you're watching the video. And the big news, they have vertical
0: panels now, Rob. have vertical panels. Hey, that's a step up from just changing the icons, I've got it's, to admit. It's a lot of changes. <laughs> I don't think they actually updated the icons. Listen, <laughs> I couldn't believe it, you know, and it's like it came out of the blue. And, you know, we kind of stay on top of this stuff. And uh, you were like, hey, Rob, have you seen all the changes in Linux Mint? And I'm thinking, OK, I'll check it out. And then I'm like, holy cow, this should be version 19.5. We'll put the link in the in
1: the description of all of the, our stuff. But if you just sit here and scroll through, you can sit here and scroll for five minutes going down of all the changes that they did. I mean, the vertical panels are something that probably should have been there from the beginning, right. uh, just like in any other distro. But the fact that they added them is is a big deal. Um, the XEd apps, like I said, well, was a couple of them were updated. The note-taking app, uh, the search is now down at the bottom, so it's not in the middle of the screen in the way when you're actually doing a search. You know, you exactly. put a search box there, and you type something, and you go to find it, and the search box is in the way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Well, and, you know, I like
0: the – I like. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say I like the X-Apps. I like the idea behind the X-Apps, so it's good to see that there's continued work there, you know, on the X-Apps. I like like the clean look and everything of the X-Apps.
1: Well, the other good thing about them is they work in every distribution in Mint, so they're all across the board. They're going to look the same regardless. Um, But you got elevated privileges for the – X Ed, which is the note-taking app for it'll let you know that you're in uh, pseudo privileges rather than just uh, a regular the theme. Right. You have um, X Viewer was updated to be able to pr- uh, re- to improve the anti-aliasing and the zoom pictures. Uh, the re- X Reader was updated. I mean, the update manager has a new column now to show you the origin of where the update is actually coming from. Uh it's that's like what I said, it's just goes on and on and on. And you know, to the everyday user, you may not notice every single update here and it may like, oh well, it's that's no big deal. But these are all the little things that go into making the whole distribution really nice to work with, especially for newer users.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, so definitely check it out. And and this is one that I've got to uh install on my test machine and uh and give it a go you know i really i probably should focus a little more time on linux mint i mean after all it has been number one for the last 33 years in and <laughs> watch
1: well you know there's a guy on youtube that does distro reviews over at linux quest so maybe he'll do one
0: hey let's uh message that guy and tell him to check it out <laughs> <laughs> So um, what else have we got in the lineup here? Uh, I see uh, one that uh, I did a video on recently called Corora and uh, they just released Corora 25 Mm -hmm. and um, I like it because it is fedora. It's a, it's basically a spin of fedora and you know, fedora is one of those distributions that I'll try from time to time. You know, they're always uh, kind of, coming out with something that's kind of bleeding edge and um, I've got kind of a soft spot in my heart for it because it's been around forever and um, you know, it was one of the, one of the first distros I tried to get into back in the day. Uh, but the Corora team, they kind of take some of the, I guess I'll call it uh downfall of Fedora in my opinion with Fedora. It can take quite a bit of time to get everything set up as far as codex Uh, getting the proper repositories in place so that you can get some of those apps that are um, not open source and things like that. And so, Corora basically puts all of that in place for you and uh, makes it look attractive compared to the very bland look of Fedora, no matter which desktop you choose. So, so definitely check that one out. I was never, uh,
1: I know—I won't say I was never a fan, I just never really got into Fedora, so I, I actually never tried Karora either, so I might have to try that.
0: Yeah, give it a try one day. All
1: right, so we have uh, MX-16 was released, and there was a lot of hype on YouTube. About, oh my goodness. About mx16 so pseudo reboot did videos on it uh english bob did videos on it and a couple other people and they absolutely
0: love it so yeah what do you think well i'm you know this is another one that i've actually i've downloaded the iso it's sitting there waiting for me to put it uh put it on a flash drive because i think i first watched english bob's video and he went on and on and on about this is the best distro of 2016. It's absolutely wonderful, and I mean, he was very, very passionate about it. And um, I just was curious during the video. I thought, I wonder if he's got a check in the mail. 16, <laughs> <for Mac 16." laughs> but no, it was it, it was a great video. And then I popped over to see Sudo Reboots video as well as Don't Call Me Lenny, and everyone was very, very. Praising of MX16.
1: Well, I did notice in Bob's video where he talked about um the support for newer hardware might not be there completely because of it being based on Debbie and Jesse. So I don't, I don't know if it's if that's going to be a big deal or a big effect. But yeah, I'm, a, I definitely want to give it a try out. I mean, now. Bob had mentioned that it's a peppermint killer and that's coming from him. Well, it's his name, Steve. We, you know, we call him Bob, right. of Bob, but I mean, he coming from him to say it's
0: a peppermint killer is a uh, pretty high praise. That's very high praise because I mean, that's been his number one distro for quite some time. And uh, the same with uh pseudo reboot. I mean, he was, he was on peppermint forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that, really piqued my interest were their own set of tools. Um, so if you go in and you take a look at that, they've got a lot of MX tools in place to uh, to help maybe someone who is new. And although I think he said towards the end, it wouldn't be ideal for a new user, didn't he?
1: Um, I don't remember if he said it was a if it was ideal for a new user or not, I think he did say it was good for a new user. I think, like I said, it was about the hardware support for the newest hardware for the newest hardware. Okay. It's not like, it's not going to support any hardware. It's just that for the newest hardware, there may be some problems. That's all.
0: Yeah. You know, from the theming standpoint and aesthetics and all of that, it looked great. It looked very cohesive. It looked like, um, there was a tremendous amount of time and effort put into, you know, the, the appearance Uh, and then with that tool set and, uh, just, just hearing, you know, from our fellow YouTubers, such high praise, you can't help but say, Hey, I've got to check it out.
1: Well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it wasn't on my radar to check out, but seeing how excited they were seeing, I mean, Sudo and, and English Bob, both of them were really super, more excited, more excited than I seen them in any other video this year. Yeah, about a distro. So it was like,
0: wow, maybe I should check this out. So I think we both need to do videos, and we need to be more excited than they were. <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> so, oh, but yeah, certainly one to check out. Now that is uh, running with the XFCE desktop, if I remember correctly. Yes, I believe it is. I need to check. Debian based. For. Yep, it's definitely XFCE. Yep, and that is code name Metamorphosis. Yes, it is. I just like saying that word, metamorphosis.
1: Metamorphosis. Is, is, is. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: very good. Well, that brings us down to. Um,
1: that brings uh, YouTube- us to our YouTube section, man, where we answer questions. Not every question, but we, we will take <laughs> certain. Qu- we will not that we will sift through or filter out the bad questions, but we will take questions and um, answer them on the show. And for the first one, we're going to start out with, we're going to go back to our distro challenge to throw in a twist. So the problem with me as far as the distro challenge is not the AUR. It's, it's I definitely want to move away from Anterogos GNOME because I'm having issues with this install. So the question is, where do I go? Which direction do I go in? Do I go with Intergo's KDE, which would probably be pretty familiar to me? Or a couple people have suggested sticking with GNOME for a little bit longer and checking out other distributions of GNOME, like Manjaro. Um, And actually, our comment is from Brave Hippo, which I love that name, by the way, uh, commented that I should check out Apricity OS, the GNOME version. Now, Apricity is something that I, I had tried their Cinnamon version, but it's something that kind of fell off the radars for me because I wasn't originally going to try the gnome desktop, so it was either you know you look at the big ones like manjaro um, or Anter- Antergoth so Eversity um, kind of fell off the radar, but it's there now that if I go with the gnome direction, maybe I can try that. but my the twist is I'm going to am I crazy <laughs> Partially,
0: partially, but I, that's
1: okay. I'm going to take everybody's comments and suggestions on this video and I want everybody to post where they think I should go. What direction of distro should I go in? You, what I want you to do is I want you to, I don't, we don't need a long, I mean, if you want to put your comments in, that's fine, but I really want just one line of, I want you to try out a presidio OS, GNOME, or... Manjaro KDE or just pick one and put it in the comments. And that's the next one that
0: I will try. So is this going to be, so this will be on your YouTube channel and are you going to, um, pick based on popularity? So whoever, like, so whoever's got the most votes or, or however you want to do it. Um, so like if 10 people post Manjaro versus three people posting something else, you're going to go with the, um, the, uh, highest volume of option or what are you going to do there? Well, did you ever hear of rigged elections? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Now, so uh, wait a minute. So, so you're going to let Russia decide. <laughs> <nonsense>. <laughs> no, um, I,
1: I guess we'll go with the, the popular vote as far as how many votes we get for say Manjaro KDE. Okay, and Jarro gnome, right. the one that gets the most votes, or maybe even the one that gets the the best reason why I should try that one.
0: Ooh, maybe yes. So
1: yes, uh, you know, if it depends. Now I'm kind of scared because Matt posted a comment on the distro challenge video that he has a challenge for me and you. <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm. So you could scared. be running Perl Linux, my oh friend. Oh my gosh! Don't say that. Well,
0: I think <laughs> this is ridiculous, but that's what we're doing. So. All right. So uh, all right. Listen, I'm, I've I've got to take it back, man. You're crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I am. So that's what's going to happen. You guys are going to pick which one I go with and all why right. I should go with that one.
0: All right. I, I want to recap this, so all of you v- viewers, um, just just pile it on. He's opened himself up to a big old bag of worms. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so so jump in there and pick Rocco's next distro. That's craziness. <laughs> well, that's going to kind of wrap us up for this show. And so I want to kind of dig in a little more and talk about our podcast slash vidcast. So our goal, Rocco, is that we're going to have every week a, a, a weekly podcast podcast. And uh, part of that will be a vidcast as well, which we'll have on both of our YouTube channels. So you'll be able to access this through YouTube if that's your preferred method. And then once we get the podcast live and, um, migrated and everything through the feed system, uh, you should be able to find destination Linux through your favorite podcasting app. And, uh, So that's our goal, and if something changes there, we'll update you. Uh, But we'll try to get this out in podcast form as soon as possible.
1: Well, this was absolutely fun. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yep, good time. And so we'll wrap it up for now. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.